Welcome to the Limitless Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Mason. The time is now for us to break free of conditioned habits, think for ourselves, and realize our limitless nature. We will explore talks on meditation, creativity, wellness, spirituality, and storytelling. You're in for a treat because we're peeling back the layers and diving deep. I'll be having diverse voices from all different creative backgrounds and points of view on to discuss what makes their soul limitless. Plug in and tune out the outside world as we go on this journey together. Welcome, Natalie, to the Limitless Soul podcast. I am pumped you're here. Hi, thank you for having me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm so excited about uh, what we're about to dive into today, um, about getting more of a clear message about what it is that we're offering, what it is that we're doing as creative people. Um, I love that you say you're, you offer support to animist weirdos (laughs) because I feel like we have all entered into that space right now. Everyone who's listening, um, we're all realizing that we have this power. We have these gifts. We have these things that we want to contribute. And Um, I think you're the perfect person to talk to about how to navigate these realms of like shifting, shifting our, I mean, I feel like we're shifting our culture. We're in the United States. I feel like we're in a, like a big culture shift. So yeah, I'm super excited to dive in and thank you so much for, for being here. Same. I'm super stoked. It's always fun to be on the other side of the mic because I interview, I've interviewed hundreds of people now and I'm grateful that you invited me. Thanks. Yeah, we've got you, you've got your community Earth Speak. You want to talk a little bit about that and like how you're bringing people together and yeah. sharing all these resources. Um, sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So for the past, it's what twenty. It's late twenty twenty two now, and mm-hmm. in late twenty nineteen, my friend and I, Shauna Kaysen, who's the co-founder of Earth Speak, we uh, transitioned. I actually started a podcast out of nothing. You know, I was a scientist. I started a podcast on intuition and nature connection in 2016. And by 2019, I was like, okay, I'm ready to kind of shift this. And I want to start a sort of community or school space where people, you know, these animist weirdos can come together and just connect and commune without having to defend themselves or justify themselves or explain themselves and to be able to witness and be witnessed and explore these topics of like, what does it mean to see the world and the universe as this living being that we are interconnected with and co-creating with despite living in this very um machine oriented society that's like okay uh, trees are just things to extract profit from and you know nature is not alive and you know like whatever all of that so uh my so shauna and i co-created EarthSpeak. We transitioned my old podcast into EarthSpeak. And so it was kind of perfect timing because we did this in late 2019. And little did we know pandemic was coming where everyone was going to be locked down at home. And so come 2020, you know, we had already been testing. We just, we had a beautiful community where we would meet every week and we would do a beautiful grounding and clearing exercise and just um, connect with each other and discuss and share. We were really just being in a space, there's something about just being in a space without any pressure to achieve or conform or appear any certain way and just be there. It's something that we just don't 
get in our society. And it's really nutritious to our souls, to our bodies, our souls. It just does something. And it's so weird. I mean, I've been doing this for years now and people have completely changed their lives just from coming together once a week or that sometimes people just drop in once a month and being seen and held and connected in a space that doesn't judge them. Like this has changed them, given them permission to accept themselves and to step into what's actually aligned and true for them and bring that out into their community and share their gifts and feel safe because, oh my gosh, talk about like the witch wound. And, (laughs) you know, these things are very real. Like Mm. people who, you know, the, I'll call it like the machine or the system for without even being conspiracy weirdo, like just look at history for the past, you know, hundreds to thousands of years, people who were animists who believed in the co-creative direct connection with our co-creative source have been persecuted because religion and government wanted to be like no i am your power and the middleman and you have to go through me and so a huge part of what i you know feel called to do is be like no you are your own best direct connection to your intuition and to source and whatever you want to call it this co-creative universe and we can come together under that principle and play and witness and heal and grow together and you don't have to like go bow down to some rules that just want to you know manipulate you and take your power for their own agenda so i'm very much like fuck that shit (laughs) (laughs) no thank you um what else is possible and what's weird is so much of this coming together is new to us and it is scary that witch wound we carry a lot of people carry it because of that persecution like people were literally killed for this mm-hmm. without even any justification or trial or anything. People were just killed because someone was like, my cow died and she's a witch. And then she's like burned, like just crazy, ridiculous stuff. And around the world, this is still happening in certain places. But now it's, especially in the States, it's not as much. We have a different kind of like witch hunt going on on social media and like the government. I mean, it's just we have a really toxic, gnarly society. And I'm like, no, y'all, it can be so much better and we can all get along and there's plenty of resources for us. And I think that healing begins by, um, you know, (laughs) that all happens through healing. You know, we have a lot to heal. And it's not about uh, succumbing to some higher power that wants to control us, but rather stepping into our power. And that's not recreating power over or domination systems, but really stepping into a a paradigm or a new society, as you say, this shift that we're making that we haven't seen before in our lifetimes or in any recent lifetimes. And I guess, you know, I really do appreciate and honor and acknowledge indigenous wisdom especially from here in you know the united states uh that i think is the most recent example of societies that existed in a different way they were animists for the most part you know they the kinship worldview and there's a beautiful book that i highly recommend um it's i think rekindling the kinship worldview mm-hmm. by darcia narve and four arrows and I, th- I hope I said their names right. I haven't really said them out loud, but really beautiful book that if anyone's feeling called to learn about this, you know, it's very welcoming, very supportive and um, very eye-opening. And stepping into this different way of being does give us all space to exist as ourselves safely. And at the core of all of this, what I was going to say is like, 
stepping out of this machine domination power over society into like, okay, we can be interconnected and we can honor each other despite our beliefs and there's resources for everyone. I think that begins with safety. And that's something that's been lost over hundreds and thousands of years is this idea of safety has turned into like locks on our doors and surveillance systems versus safety in our nervous systems. So that was a really long answer. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we've we, we've been creating this community for three years now. And the pandemic, we started in 2019, the pandemic hit, it just skyrocketed. We grew literally exponentially. It was just like perfectly poised. And we would have monthly workshops on things, everything from like talismanic embroidery to psychic herbalism, just like really cool stuff that we would bring in teachers that were doing amazing things and, you know, have them share their gifts and we would gather together and it really got us and so many people through the pandemic. It really, really was this rock, this anchor, this space that we needed when we couldn't go anywhere and we felt so uprooted just in this changing world. I mean, everyone knows how freaking nuts the last few years have been. And I feel like the world's just going to keep kind of being nuts. And so this, this really taught us a lot. And it's interesting because going through this experience actually helped me and Shauna heal some really big things in ourselves that we are now stepping into and shifting the way that this community looks and what it even is and what we're doing and what we're offering. Like the experience of creating it and being in it actually helped us like rebirth ourselves now. So it's been a very interesting experience. Yeah. Did so when you were working in Earthspeak, did that kind of inspire you to start working independently with people, working on like helping them expand their messaging and help them? Oh, totally. You know, generate income without sacrificing their <laughs> their yeah. health and their wellness. Can you talk Definitely. a little bit about that? Like, how is that showing up for you um, after all the work that you've been doing within the, the community and the group, like giving you the confidence to go, okay, I have this information now. I know how to do this now. I want to share it with other people now. Um, what are you What are you sharing? What are you teaching when you're working with people in, in that kind of way? Yeah, thanks. So do, you know, we would have, we would have different teachers come in and teach workshops for Earthspeak for the community. And we would also market them to the public to join just the workshop only and pay a different price versus, you know, join the community. So we had this interesting business model going on. And in this, I was in charge of all the marketing for it. And it was really cool because not only have I put together dozens and dozens of offers now and sold them at scale, I've also helped our collaborators have the best sales months of their lives because of the marketing that we did and helped you know, funnel their way because so many people who hold these beautiful gifts for healing and space holding and transformation and change, no matter whether they look like hands-on healing and massage therapy or helping, I have one client who's creating equitable, helping businesses create equitable HR and pay systems. Like healing looks so many different ways, no matter what, a lot of folks who are doing this kind of healing work are not trained as marketers. They just love doing the healing work and they kind of don't love doing the marketing <laughs> and I don't blame them. Like it's work. It's also work. Mm -hmm. And so it was really fun to just work with, work with all these different people who have all these different gifts and help share what they're doing with the audience I had grown and then also expand their audience. We ran, I've spent probably like $40,000 on Facebook ads and, you know, been able to just really play and learn and grow about like what catches attention, what, 
what actually gets people who are interested in what we're offering to read about it and to connect. And people would say on our ads, they would say stuff like, wow, I don't know how the algorithm found me, but I'm glad it did because I needed this. Like the just most bizarre thing. And in that, I, I, I like to think of, you know, I'm an animist and I think of even social media, even Facebook and Instagram and the algorithms are spirit. And I think spirit is the best hacker and the, one of the best, you know, supports of helping reach the people you're meant to serve. And so, I don't know, I just play a lot with that. And uh, in that, I've also, you know, sold a lot of the membership. Selling a membership is a whole thing, you know, <laughs> especially a membership where people, it's not a clear end result of like, I'm going to teach you how to blah, blah, blah. It's not like a yeah. solid, tangible thing. It's more like, hey, do you feel alone in the world? And like, you, you know, like you have no one that you can connect with about the weird stuff you're thinking and feeling come join this community where you'll, you know, make friends, learn and grow together. Like this is a very odd thing to sell in our very uh, productivity outcome oriented society. And I've sold hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of that now too. And so I've just got a lot of experience with that. And I think I, I see these people with gifts to share really struggling with how to talk about themselves because they're so in it that they can't see it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, like a really big mistake they make is they talk about the modality versus what people are actually looking for, the benefits, the problems they're solving. And like the modality is important, but in a different context than like what you think it is as a practitioner. So yeah, uh, that's, I mean, I can just go on and on and on. So I'll pause and let you see if there's... (laughs) (laughs) No, it's so interesting because it, like we are, with, with what you are selling and sharing and bringing to the world is so important and unique to like exactly what you just said, the product and outcome base. Like people want to know, I'm going to go buy this and my problems are solved, or I want to do this and you're going to fix this for me. (laughs) Like, is this going to fix me? Um, Is this going to make my face look better? Is this going to like make me feel cooler? Whatever. Um, And entering into a space where it's like, it's this energetic exploration instead of you're going to get this as the result, which is so interesting because, and and I love how you've incorporated like this trauma informed awareness around it because I've done some trauma informed work and it's like, there's different layers of trauma. There's people who have been like traumatized to the point where we can never understand, you know, like, where certain people could never understand. And then there's like other layers of trauma where it's like collectively we've been pretty traumatized. And so even having the awareness of what trauma is and what it means, we can learn how to more compassionately and nonviolently, you know, on all of these levels, speak to people and be able to share and offer things like here, this is instead of let me manipulate you into having to buy this thing with like mind control. And um, so do you want to speak on that a little bit about how trauma-informed awareness and, and learning how to communicate in a way that is honoring yourself, what you have to offer so that you can live your life without suffering and um, struggling, but also uh, bringing something to life that's unique and different in a way of, of sales. Yeah. And there's so many, there's a couple of notes I have too, but (laughs) 
Oh, you'd run with it. Um, one thing is, you know, something I'm always exploring, I'm always learning about marketing and communications and sales and all of this stuff, because it's really just relationship building and mm -hmm. it can be very playful and understanding like what makes someone buy and knowing how not to manipulate people into buying is really huge. And so I think outcomes are important overall. People do buy outcomes in general, people buy outcomes, but it's not uh, like having sold my community where we didn't have like a, we weren't like, this will solve. <laughs> I have like the most crude things pop in my head. I'm like, oh my God, I'm like, this will solve your diarrhea. <laughs> Like, that's a very specific outcome. It's like, if you have diarrhea and you want to stop having diarrhea, this pill will help or whatever. This herb right. will help. Like, um, this tummy, tummy massage will help. Like, it's not like so specific, but looking at it, you know, outcomes, I could get into a whole tangent about outcomes. So I'm just going to put a pin in that and just say like, outcomes are important, but it doesn't have to be so like, uh, I will solve your whole life and I will have to promise the world to you and um and a cherry on top and whatever like it we can just be honest about like what outcomes do you help people experience tangibly so they can know if that's what they're looking for or not because a lot of what this is is relationship building and helping people have the mental information that they need to know whether this is the value and the process that they consent to and the outcome they're looking for and if this is going to solve the problem that they have but also helping them have the emotional information that they need to know do I really, am I willing to do this? What they're going to have me do to get from point A to point B? And do I feel safe with this person? And so at the heart of all of this is this idea of safety. Again, safety, I think safety first is really so true. And safety might not, I'll clarify what safety means because safety from a, this is from a nervous system perspective where it's not, it's, it's so foreign and different to how we're kind of all walking around in our everyday lives thinking about ourselves. There's so much out there. Our society is very focused on change your thoughts, change your life. But I'm here to say this is true, but it's not the whole picture. Mm -hmm. So change your thoughts, change your life. Cool. Yes, absolutely. And something that is so wild that is a very recent and new understanding of the body and the mind and trauma and healing and all of this is that actually what state your body is in in your nervous system determines what kind of thoughts you're having mm -hmm. and so it's actually happening the other way around and thoughts are more of an indicator of what state your nervous system is in and so your nervous system can be in uh let's call it three main states and this is rooted in polyvagal theory. If anyone's interested, they can look up Stephen, Dr. Stephen Porges, P-O-R-G-E-S, or Deb Dana, D-A-N-A. They have some great books about this. Uh, Fear totally into the nervous system. I highly recommend those. Uh, Pocket Guide to Polyvagal Theory by Stephen Porges, Dr. Stephen Porges. But your nervous system is always subconsciously, unconsciously scanning your outer environment and your inner environment for cues of safety versus threat. And this is happening without your conscious awareness, just like your heart is beating, just like you're breathing. This is something that's happening automatically. We don't have to sit there and say, am I safe or am I threatened? It's like your body is using your senses and just different, it's called neuroception, it's just really cool. It's like your nervous system is 
essentially scanning for like, okay, you know, you're walking down the street and a car backfires and you jump a little bit and then you realize it was just a car and you're like, oh, it's okay. That's an example of your nervous system just listening to your environment, being like, oh my God, a scary bang. I might be in danger. And then reality check scanning, being like, just a car, I'm okay. And that's like a complete cycle of feeling threatened and then coming back to safety. Mm. So that's a very simple example. Like this is what our, in a healthy nervous system, your body will accurately detect threats. So something that is actually a threat, it will say that's a threat and something that's not a threat, it'll say that's not a threat. And it will be able to come back to safety after it has been activated into a threat response. So it's not like we're always supposed to just stay in this, I feel so safe and relaxed and healthy and at ease. Like when you're, when you feel safe, you feel just like life is good. You're like, I feel it's so easy. I'm inspired. I have energy. I feel like connecting and socializing. I don't feel like edgy. I don't feel exhausted. You might be tired from having a really good day hiking or whatever, but you're not like soul tired. You're like just body tired and you get asleep and you feel great because exercise feels good and whatever. So safety is a really great place to be. And in order for our mind to have creative inspiration and to feel like connecting with others, we have to be in a state of safety. Like that, all of these things emerge from what state your nervous system is in. So when you're in a state of threat, um, and then that's when you can feel like anxious, always on edge, or you can feel exhausted, depleted, like you're a shell of a person, numb inside, dissociated. Like these are all symptoms of a dysregulated nervous system. That's what it's called when your nervous system either isn't accurately detecting threats, if it's saying something that's not actually a threat is a threat, and it's just always on and activated because of it's miscalculating that something is a threat, or because it can't come back to safety after being activated. So does that make sense? I'll just pause and say, does that make sense? Because explaining this, it is a complex thing, but once you like really spend some time in it, you're like, oh, it's actually pretty simple. But like, yeah. explaining it is like now new I words, can, new I language. I think of so many like physical examples. Like my mind is going to all these physical examples. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, like the media has been trying to get us into this state. And then I'm Always. like- I'm like, I'm thinking of like ads and things that I've listened yes. to where it's like fear-based yes. marketing or like fear-based. You got it. Yeah. Where they're like trying to get you into this dysregulated state and like keep you there until you receive the thing that they- Buy the product to it. come back to safety. Oh. That's the toxic manipulative marketing that we're trying to. And this is like, you na- you fucking nailed it. Like <laughs> the media is just most media. Some media is great. Like some TV shows are actually really regulating and helpful and nourishing, yeah. you know, and, and, but a lot of media is just designed to keep people in that heightened state of threat so that they keep watching so they can keep, cause when we're in a threat response, yeah. um, you just want to protect yourself. Like, and this is all, this is all automatic. This isn't you being like consciously being like in a threat response and I'm going to, protect myself your body is like your body decides you don't decide so your body will try to protect itself in so many different ways and this is where i said there's really three different states it's like safety versus threat and then we break threat into two different states and that would be one where you're um mobilized you're highly activated into like you're like 
if you've ever felt anxious and you just feel like and like you're on edge and you just like have energy, but you can't really actually do anything with it. And you just like also feel it. It's just awful feeling, right? Like just when you're like a lot of people um, who, even when they clear their calendar, they keep putting things on their calendar. They're in that state. They're like, I have to just keep going because if I keep going, then I'll finally achieve the thing and I'll be okay. Like mm-hmm. this is this kind of like versus the other kind of main threat response would be immobilization, which is like freeze. So you might have heard of fight, flight, or freeze. Mm-hmm. And so fight, flight would be that mobilization. And then that other one would be freeze. And kind of even further into that is like shut down. And this happens when your body is like, okay, I can't fight. I can't flee. I'm going to just shut down. I'm going to conserve energy and I'm going to maybe not be detected. I'm going to not take up resources. I'm going to just try to endure through this, but I feel like my life is threatened. And maybe if I freeze or shut down, I'll make it through this really hard time. And that can feel like dissociation, feeling dead inside, um, having absolutely no energy, feeling just exhausted no matter how much sleep you get, feeling like you're terrified of actually putting yourself out there because if you are seen, then you're going to you know, be eaten by the predator or whatever. Like, it's like scary. It's really awful. Both of these states and their extremes are awful places to be. And I've been in them. Like I've spent most of my life in one or the other. And Mm -hmm. that's why I'm obsessed with the nervous system and safety and healing because that has given me life. I'm 38 and it took me, you know, up until my mid to late thirties to experience really being alive. And Mm -hmm. I just, my mission is to help people move through and beyond this so they can be alive too and what would the world look like if we could millions of people could feel regulated and safe what would they be doing differently how would they be interacting with people they didn't agree with differently how would we be enacting different laws how would we be creating systems that are more equitable and sustainable how would we be interacting with the earth how would we be interacting with our partners and our children and something that's really psychedelic about this is Oh, this really gets me. This really gets me. We are born with all of these different threat responses and this, you know, that our nervous systems aren't fully formed, but we are able to feel fight, flight, freeze in our nervous systems. But we learn how to detect what's a threat and what's safety from our caretakers. And we learn how to come back to safety after feeling threatened from our caretakers. So if your caretakers were not regulated in their nervous system, if they were anxious or shut down, or if they were not able to um, come back to safety after a threat, that's what your nervous system learned too. And this is how this gets passed down. And so as someone who breaks this pattern, you really literally are changing your entire lineage from here onwards. And this is huge because we have to be taught how to do this. This isn't something we just know. It's like we ju- our bodies just know how to be how to be like oh threat ah. but they don't know how to, it's like we have the hardware but we don't have the software. The software comes from uh, our our caretakers. So does that does that make sense? Yeah, it's like a complete well, you, it's like you have to become aware of it first. Mhm. And then take the steps to actually shift yeah. in order for it to ever stick. Yeah. And like, if you're like, my parents were young when they had me and they had so much trauma. So trauma is essentially when your nervous system gets 
activated into a threat response in either direction and it can't come back to safety. And that can be from a car crash that you then, some part of you feels, you know, your life was threatened and some part of you holds on to that and just feels some kind of way in your body or holds you back subconsciously. You don't always even connect the dots consciously. Or it could be that as children, like with my parents, they were, they had a lot of trauma themselves and they were not healthy and able to, they loved me, but they were not able to care for me the way I needed. And so I experienced like neglect and they were not, they were not regulated in their nervous systems. They were not able to accurately detect a threat and then come back to safety. And so I didn't learn how to, and that was debilitating for most of my life. And, you know, so if your own parent, if you just look, take a look at your own caretakers and be like, are they generally like settled, easygoing, well-rounded, healthy people or not? Because there's some part of you, uh, some part of them in you, be- just because of the nature of how we are as animal beings born into this world that are trained by our caretakers, uh, you know, <laughs> It's so, it just blows my mind like every day. It is super wild. And like, sometimes you'll hear people say like, just let it go or, you know, just get over it. And it doesn't work in your body. (laughs) This physically you're like, I, I can't. Yeah. So what is, but we all know that it's true. Like there's this, like a truth to it. Like something does need to be let go. Some attachment needs to be let go of, but it needs to be replaced with something else in order to function properly. So in like somatics and, you know, in the, in the process of that you've become aware of, like, what is that? Like, what is the letting go? Like, what is it? The jumping over the hurdle of getting through this like generational passing along. Yeah curse. <laughs> Essentially, how do we heal? What yeah, do we like, do about it? Yeah. Like what, what is it? What does that look like? Um, without being attached to something else, right? Like without, yeah. without being like, okay, I've, I've, I'm aware of this. I'm going to overcome this, create something new. Does that make sense? Like in, so. instead of um, getting attached to something else, like Just substituting another right, band-aid. substituting mm-hmm. for something else. Mm-hmm. I think that makes sense. Um, healing, it, to me, it's <laughs> it's so just like biological, mechanical in a way to me, even though there's so much story and intensity on top of it when you're experiencing it. It's intense. Like it's, our feelings are very intense, but it's a very mechanical process, which is kind of funny coming from my whole perspective of like, fuck the machine. But like there is this, it's, it's cool. It's a very biological cycle of whence when your body is activated uh there are certain cues that help it know that it's safe again and if it doesn't get those cues of safety then it will continue to hold on to the activation of that fight flight freeze whatever's you know and and your body can be in multiple ones at the same time like this is really it's gnarly like you can be like pressing the gas and the break at the same time. And that's just like, ah, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So healing actually happens when we help our nervous system find those pathways back to safety. And that doesn't help, that doesn't come from just knowing these things. This is, 
huge. Like if you just walk away with one thing, it's like just understanding this in your mind and intellectually is not going to heal what's happening in your body. Mm -hmm. And this is, our society is so focused on the mind and thoughts and cognition that this is a really big leap for a lot of people to make. It was a big leap for me. I was like, what? But I came, I came to all this through intuition and spirituality because to me, I've always been a very intuitive and psychic person and have heightened senses probably because of trauma, because trauma had me on high lookout for cues of threat all the time in my childhood. But that also helped me develop my intuition and helped me develop this deeper awareness of how we are interconnected in a very subtle energies. And I've always been very fascinated by this, even since I was a kid. And that's what led me to help create EarthSpeak too. That's what led Shauna and I to come together over this and be like other people are feeling this. How do we really bring this into our everyday lives and put this into practice? And through creating EarthSpeak and bringing in the teachers we brought in and doing the practices we did, that's how soma- that's how I found somatic therapy and how I found all of this nervous system stuff because we had different practitioners who were witchy coming in and you know, different certifications of different somatic therapies and teaching people. And I was like, whoa, this is it. This is it. This, like what I was taking as intuition and spirituality is so much about my embodied experience of feeling these subtle sensations. And so a lot of people who are curious about intuition do end up learning about these subtle body sensations. And that's a really great place to start because what happens uh, in order to heal, we have to go into the body. And I say all of this story because I already came to this with some sort of body awareness, but I had, I already had spent like 10 years cultivating my intuition and my psychic senses through the body, but I still held a lot of trauma. So it didn't mean that I had just, just feeling my body wasn't enough to actually heal, but it set me up to be really like my th- somatic therapist is like, you're really good at this. I'm like, yeah, well, <laughs> it's not like something to win at, but I was like, yeah, I've already been like practicing sensing my body for a long time. So now just what to do with it. And um, so you have to be able to sense your body, feel to notice sensations in your body and to be able to sit with them in just enough way that 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 reaction can complete. Our bodies are very intelligent. And when we can access that felt sense, that sensation, and experience even just a little bit of it, you know, we don't have to experience the whole wound, the whole trauma, the whole energy all at once. That can be re-traumatizing. If we even just experience a little bit of that felt sensation without judging it or manipulating it, the body's very intelligent and it it will it will compare that sense of threat to your current reality and this, how your senses are perceiving that you are actually safe right now. And it will build that bridge from that threat to your actual current reality of safety. Mm -hmm. And this takes time. This is not like I'm going to go to have one session. This is like your nervous system. You have to physically rewire your nervous system Mm -hmm. through doing this. And it takes, you know, you'll experience little wins along the way but to have a major life shift it can take like a year or a year and a half but it's worth it because a year and a half are going to pass anyways and if you don't do this work then you're just going to be where you are now versus you're going to be 
actually more of who you are, feeling free, feeling alive, and having so much more energy and capability and inspiration and everything to be able to bring forward what it is you have to share with this world. So uh, does that make sense of how, how you know, we come yeah. back to safety? Like, that's a very simple description of it. I mean, we can get really complicated if you want and happy to go different places with it. Yeah, I think that that's really helpful for people to understand is that because I think that's what why it sometimes doesn't work for people, especially if they're doing it on their own, is that yeah. you don't want to bring an uncomfortable feeling oh, back to the surface. But yeah. in order for it to, to actually be let go, to move, we have to have that felt sense of the thing that's not actually happening in the moment to be exactly. able to realize that it's not it's not here, it's not right now, and and be able to let that go. And on that note, there's a really important factor of this. There's something called co-regulation, where our when we're hanging out, even over Zoom, our nervous systems are, they're so perceptive. They're like tracking each other, tracking the sounds mm -hmm. of our voices, whether we have into, we're going up and down or whether we're mm -hmm. monotone. They're tracking all these things. They're tracking our subtlest facial expressions, our mm -hmm. hand movements, everything. Like our bodies are constantly looking out at all of these things without our conscious awareness. And in that, our bodies are looking, I'm like, you know, I'll be with my husband and he'll be feeling some kind of way, like maybe he's agitated about something and I'll just subconsciously notice that and I'll feel agitated. Like, am I safe or am I, like, <laughs> yeah. I start having that get anxious too. And I'm like, wait, no, I'm not anxious. He's, he's anxious. And you know, you can learn to modulate this, but we're looking at each other. We're kind of, we're kind of like pack or herd animals, you know, we're animals. We yeah. are animals. And so we are safety in numbers. And we are constantly unconsciously communicating with each other. So if there's someone else in your work or someone else in your household who is, you know, very regulated, that can help you co-regulate. It's mm -hmm. called co-regulating. And that can help you be like, oh, I'm, it's okay, I'm safe. But if they're dysregulated, you can co-dysregulate, you know? It's, right. It's the spiral. It's this infinite mirror. So having, like, doing this work on your own is possible. I'm not going to say it's not. Like, I especially now that I've expanded my ability to feel activation without going into a spiral. Cause like we are supposed to be able to feel some sort of threat response. We just aren't supposed to get stuck there or go into the downward spiral of infinite sadness or whatever, you know, we're not supposed to like just be agitated. So Part of healing is expanding your capacity for feeling activation without just going into that shutdown mode or out going into overactivated mode and just being able to feel it and then come back. And so expanding a lot of healing begins with expanding that capacity so that when you do start touching into the harder stuff, it doesn't just completely dysregulate you and send, you know, re-traumatize you, send you back down there. So, um, Sorry, I'm moving around because I have to plug in my computer. <laughs> That's okay. I'll t I can pause there. Yeah, I'm just plugging in my computer so that um, it yep. literally started going down so fast. And I was like, no. <laughs> it was like 10. It was like shutdown mode. Nine. Eight. <laughs> Seven. Okay. Sorry about that. I'm back. That's okay. And so let's see, where was I? Um, Co-regulation. I just get. I just get going. Co-regulation co and, and um, not going into shutdown mode. Oh yeah. Yeah. Maybe so, we, yeah. Pick up. Pick up. Yeah. Okay. 
So what, so, you know, like I said, the, I'll start over again. Um, expanding that capacity for being able to feel activation without getting stuck in the activation is a huge part of this kind of therapy. And there's a word that they use. There's so I've thrown a lot of words at you today, so you don't need to remember them if they're confusing. That's okay. This is a new language for you. But like, there's a word called titration. It's used in chemistry of like, um, you only uh, mix chemicals a little bit at a time until you build up to exactly the reaction you want. And it's the same thing with healing. Like, we don't just jump right deep into the fullness of the wound because our nervous system can't go there without just getting re-traumatized and stuck in it again. And so working with a therapist or working with a coach or working with someone who's trained in this, who is regulated and you feel safe with, that's very important. You have to feel safe with the person just because they say they're trauma-informed. If you don't feel safe with them, you're not going to be able to heal with them. But working with someone who is who is regulated and you feel safe with and who has the skills to guide you through this is so powerful because they a therapist is essentially standing in as that parent or caretaker that you didn't have that's helping your body perceive how to regulate while also going into the stories and the wounds and sensations and helping you shift and complete those. So it's this cool multi-layered process. And so it's so important to do this work with others. And our nervous systems are supposed to feel safe with others. And so there's a lot of dysregulation people have around social anxiety. I'm one of them. I have a huge social anxiety that I've been healing. And, you know, this is really sad because this is a superpower of our bodies is to feel safe with others. So there's so many like layers of this. We need each other. We need to be with other regulated people who are able to hold space for us and themselves and each other to find regulation and to come back to safety. Like this is what I think families are supposed to be. Communities are supposed to be. This is what society is supposed to be. This is like what humanity is supposed to be in my mind. Like I hardly ever should or supposed to, but I'm like, this feels like, this is like way closer to our fullest potential when we are co-regulating and supporting each other. It is awesome. It's a different world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's like, that's the culture. I think that we're all desiring, like we're all yes. craving. Yeah. Everyone wants the village. They want to go buy the land and have, live with their besties on the compound or whatever. Yeah. Like we're, we're craving that. And it's like, we're at the same time, I think maybe still unconsciously, we must be at some way yeah. still unconsciously, subconsciously participating in things that we don't actually want. <laughs> Because we just don't know any better. Continue repeating itself, right? Like we would at this point be in a different way, but in some ways we're still participating in things that aren't what we actually really want. And like from what you've said um, in this in this conversation is more of like we're just gonna keep repeating things until we actually heal it. Interrupt the pattern. Interrupt the pattern with healing. And so what do we need? Like, what do we need more of? Do we just need more like of what, like more earth speaks more like limitless souls, more like yes. <laughs> we need more people. And and I guess maybe that's what, you know, when, when I hear that, I love seeing people in their like power and their purpose and their yes. passion and just like watching what's happening. Like, what are you actually tapping into? And it's like, what you're tapping into is to support people in doing that. Like, how yeah. can you really develop 
what is a regulated like transmission out into the world so that you're, Oh my God, I just thought of that. Like by just even having these conversations, by just doing that, like we're actually like helping people co-regulate Yes. By just putting the vibration out into the, into the field. Exactly. So we just need, if you're listening, if you're listening, if you're listening, right. Is there anybody out there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you feeling our vibes? It, yeah, it's, it, it's interesting because it's, that's the answer. And I think we just have to keep remembering that that's the answer is to keep coming back to that, like keep doing our work personally, and then extending it further and further out until it's such a ripple effect that it just catches on. Um, Right. And that is the thing. Like when I see one person getting regulated, that ripples out into their world. And there's, I'm going to say, it's not always pretty. Like someone finding regulation and healing it's going to bring up that they have new boundaries, new agreements in their relationships, new things. They're going to say no to a lot of things that they used to say yes to in that people pleasing and appeasing because that's another trauma response is just appeasing, fawning, people pleasing so that you don't wake the beast, you know, and get punished or abandoned or whatever. Um, So these things start to shift and there's shock waves of change, but that are ultimately bringing a greater regulation Mm because when you, you know, I've done this, I'm always growing and changing and I've been married eight years together, 11 years. And like our marriage has gone through so many different iterations. Cause like I'll heal something or he'll heal something. And then there's now new boundaries and agreements and we have to restructure the way that we relate. And mm-hmm. this ripples out into our communities. And ultimately for, you know, my experience is that the impact of those changes is wildly positive, even if they're very hard sometimes and it's worth it. So I don't want to paint a picture that it's like all rosy and like, if you just get regulated, your life's going to be perfect. It's like, this is a ride, but it's a ride worth taking if you feel called to it. And on this note of like, I think everyone as individuals finding regulation healing is absolutely essential. And we live in a system that is founded on dysregulation, manipulation, extraction. I mean, it's for millennia like we're in the united states so for our whole few hundreds of years for a little baby country we've been our country started on you know dysregulation and manipulation and so understanding that we also live in systems that not any single person can change i can't go change what you know what's happening and you can't go change it on your own but we can together and we do have to change these systems too and i think that's hard and overwhelming and i don't want people to feel like Oh my God, I have to do it all at once. No, start with getting yourself resilient in your body, feeling good, feeling alive and let your gifts come through and bring them into the world. Cause that is absolutely that ripple effect. And we need to at least expand our awareness and understand these broader systems that are keeping us in dysregulation and that are trying to keep people from being regulated, whether it's intentional or not, whether it's just how we evolved. And that's just where we are. And it was just like a glitch, just kind of like DNA will reproduce and then have like a totally uh, a mutation. I don't know. Or whether it was intentional, I don't know. I think that's something for each person to (laughs) decide on their Mm -hmm. own. But it's where we are now and we get to choose what we do with it. And I really do think it's this inside out and outside in approach. Like we need it at all levels. There's a really great book, The Politics of Trauma by Stacey Haynes highly recommend it if you're interested in this to see how this goes she really paints the picture of 
that personal healing up to the collective and systemic healing and back and what kind of ways that the harm is caused from this dysregulation, how that is perpetuated and the different ways people are having to carry that. And I think even just being aware of it is a really great first step without, it can be overwhelming, especially if you have trauma around feeling like you are responsible for other people's misery or harming that, you know, like mm-hmm. that, work on healing that first before you try to go into any of this because that's big. Like I could just talk for hours and hours and hours and hours about this, but mm-hmm. yeah, there's so many resources. And if anyone's got questions, I'm happy to uh, chat about them. And also, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm obviously obsessed. <laughs> yeah. I love it. It's so important. I mean, just having this conversation is, is really powerful because it's just another level of awareness and it's another yeah. level of of being able to explore and ask questions like, Oh, okay. Well, I didn't even think about that. That could be something I could explore or, you know, and we, we are in a really interesting time where it's like, we hear so many buzzwords too. It's like, Oh yeah. Heal yourself, change your mind, trauma informed Mm -hmm. manifestation. Mm -hmm. Like there's just so many words that are important but maybe don't have context and people get a little bit confused about like, okay, I need to be this or I need to do this, but I don't really know how that's applicable to my life. Only. <laughs> right. Like, I don't even know what that means. Um, yeah. In my, in my life. So I think that this is so important to, to discuss and um, for people to just have access to different resources and different also personalities or ideas, you know, it's like, yeah, so many people in so many different fields doing this kind of work and infusing it into their realm of expertise and their realm of, of offering. Like that's when, when we were talking about like shifting, we're shifting into a new culture. Like that's what I see happening is that more heads of companies, more leaders in communities, more people who are you know, really in kind of taking the lead of, of, of bringing things to the world, this physical world, having this information and also doing it themselves. Because when Absolutely. you think about it and like that trickle down, I'm like, oh, this person's dysregulated and yes. a maniac and they're yes. in charge. Yes. And the whole company is now yes. corrupt, corrupt. Yes. The energy there is corrupted. Yes. And so, yeah, it's like important. And also I think that eventually enough people are going to have this awareness. Enough people are going to get so sick and tired of like carrying all the weight that they'll do some of the work. And then with the power of that information in them then and shift, we're going to start buying things from different people are going to start spending their time in different areas are going to start, you know what I mean? So it's like a, I think we're just in this big ass process right now. We are in the messy middle of this soup that it, the flavor yeah. is not developed, but we are tasting and, and testing. Yeah, and it's like so many of us are like I have I've I've gotten certified and done, and studied in so many different areas to try to figure out what I can resonate with the most and infuse the most that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um and then learning from other people like they're different and it's and when you boil it all down it's like all the same. Mission. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Just I different see that too. Languages for different people's resonance. Exactly. And whatever works for you, works for you. Like that's the cool thing is there's no one way, there's no one right way that it has to be done. 
you know, I just speak to the body's physiology and biology of it because I really like that. But someone else might come from a different angle of like soul speak or something. I don't know, you know, like whatever works for you. <laughs> <laughs> right. I know mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of fun and interesting that we, like, it's common for us to have this kind of talk. It's common to talk about modalities and um, yeah, all the different, all the different ways. So yeah. 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 Thank you for bringing your voice to it. And and all of your wisdom. It's been really fun. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for having me. And I could talk about this for all day. (laughs) So no, that's why you, that's why you, is this what you talk about on your podcast? Well, you know, my podcast is actually on hiatus because a lot of my podcast was talking about, um, I interviewed people about just the various ways they bring healing into the world and help people in their own spiritual journeys of stepping into being those weirdos and owning that and what does that really look like and felt like and you know we do talk about all kinds of modalities and things and i have hundreds of episodes and we're actually on a little hiatus because i am shifting you know i've realized through the work of earth speak and through this pandemic and through my own trauma healing that my calling is at this time is not in leading a community, but is rather in helping these beautiful change makers of the world, mm-hmm. these weirdos and change makers convey the value of what they offer in a way that sounds like them and doesn't feel gross, you know, yeah. and also help them move through the ways that they are carrying some sort of resistance or trauma around being seen or having their needs met. Like I don't go deep into trauma healing work, but there's some, I do some, you know, I'm in training to be a somatic experiencing practitioner, which is a modality I highly recommend. If you're interested in doing this work, you can find a somatic experiencing therapist or coach in the world, just search it on Google. But uh, I really like this modality, but um there's so many layers to this of like helping these change makers, first of all, feel safe themselves and feel clear and confident about what they're offering mm-hmm. and how to communicate that and how to do it in a way that doesn't require them to be someone they're not or to like always be on. Like I'm a huge introvert and I, I don't know if you're into human design, but I'm a reflector and I'm a two, four reflector, which you're is a reflector. I'm a reflector. You're the first reflector I've ever met. Oh, really? Cool. That's awesome. And it's, I'm a two, four, which is like the networker hermit. So I go into like, let's be social and connect and let me go into the woods alone and be with nature. And so like, I need, I've had to build my life and my business around my natural cycles and capacity. And that's something I help, you know, my, my, my thing is like, everyone already has their message in them and they already have their most powerful potent marketing method in them it's just how do we sift through the trauma how do we sift through and integrate the stuff that tells them that they have to be something they're not or do something they're not or they don't just sometimes they just don't know how to talk about it and actually bring those things forward and put them into practice because going with what's already aligned and in their natural flow is always going to be the best. And just being able to see that can be really hard when you're so in it. And so Mm -hmm. I, I, a lot of what I do is I help people craft their offers and how do they even like package and position what they're selling? Cause people will be like, (laughs) (laughs) some of it's just amazing. Just some, you know, people are like, 
they have no idea how to talk about what they do. And when I ask them about what they do and we get into it, I'm like, dang, this is really freaking rich and deep. And by the end, they're like, wow, what I'm doing is fucking epic. And yeah, I feel confident about this and want to put this out there. Because if you don't feel confident about what you're offering, about either whether it's valuable or you don't know how to talk about it, you're not going to put it out there. And that sucks because we need you to put it out there. Like, no pressure, but hey. (laughs) Yeah, do it. So... So, so my, my podcast yet gets into this and I'm always creating, I like can't help it, but I'll probably create some sort of new podcast that's focused more around communications and trauma and marketing and stuff, but I'm in the middle of moving right now. I'm just like, we're in a hiatus. So I'm kind of in a, a cocoon. I'm in the goopy phase of the cocoon right now mm-hmm. and stay tuned. I'll come out my little butterfly self with something new and, um, yeah, people can go to natalie.net and sign up for my newsletter and get all the weirdness. I'm, I've been making websites forever. And so I finally got back into that and I'm playing with my website. So uh, you can also go to earthspeak.love and see all about earthspeak. We're still running the community just scaled back. Uh, instead of weekly calls, we have once a month calls, but there's all of our entire workshop library is still available. So you can go do psychic herbalism. It's fucking epic. Um, cool. Yeah. Blow your mind. So yeah, there's earthspeak. The podcast is up on iTunes and I really like producing media. So I think my, my co-founder Shauna, she's um, she comes from, a really unique background and is actually studying just how how do constructs become constructs and how do we shift the constructs like this is a whole different conversation but we really want to create a podcast uh she's mixed race and so she's always felt othered in her life she doesn't fit in here she doesn't fit in there and it's really been difficult for her and so we want to create a podcast as well that helps people navigate that feeling of otheredness no matter whether it's from mixed race or different religions or all kinds of things and we're exploring that so i think we're going to get into producing more things just for that that's what we love doing but yeah stay tuned i know i'm like throwing a lot out there and no it's good it's good to like be you know we are in like i love how you said that you're in the the like the juicy transmutation mm-hmm. part of the butterfly but it's like if we don't take a step back and really like remember that we can always change then we'll just keep doing the same thing. Maybe we're not in love with it anymore. Maybe it's, you know, we're different. We change so much. So yeah, I've changed a million times. I've been working on my website for a year. It's fun. It's different. Yeah, we're changing. I couldn't put my website out because I kept changing. And I was like, (laughs) this isn't me anymore. Like two months later, I'm like, it's not me. Um, This is so common too. Cause we're as people who are healing on our paths, like we're changing all the time and mm-hmm. how do we, but there's a thread that runs through all of us mm-hmm. that no matter what the out outer shell takes, I feel like there is some little flame yeah. that is this core. So I love digging into that and help people connect with that. And yeah, put your, put your website out there. And I just want to give everyone permission to change. Like you can change whenever yeah. you want. That's we've been taught that we can't, we have to figure it out. We have to like graduate high school and figure out our major and go work in this job forever and do the things and whatever, like, fuck that. So, you know what the biggest thing <laughs> I'll, I'll kind of close it out with this is oh, yes. like, the biggest thing that I have found with being a person who is constantly changing and evolving is that if you're going to do it and you're afraid of putting yourself out there, you have to just 
find some sort of confidence in putting yourself out there in the new whatever way. Because if you go out there and you're like, well, this is what I'm doing now. And sorry if you don't like it. And yeah, like don't come back into it with like, I almost like mind scrub myself and forget like who I was. I'm like, let's just forget her. Same with like posting on social media. I have to forget what I did the day before so that I could do what I want to do now. You're free. So you're free. You're not exactly. bag- no baggage. I'm like, yeah, that's why I, for a while I was like, welcome to my hologram because I'm like, <laughs> this isn't even me. I am right here. So if you want to know who I, so I am, you're going to have to, you're going to have to meet me in real life in like real time, like collide because that's the only way you're ever going to know who I am right now. Yes. That's, this is all just who I was yesterday and who I was yeah. like days before. That's how fast. Two and seconds like, ago. My, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. so that's a practice that I've been setting in place. Is like, I like literally letting her go every day. Yeah. Like she has, she's no longer like, that's just now a hologram of who I was. And it's kind of cool. When we're old. We're going to be like, we have like digital diaries of who freaking nuts like evolved as. And if you can do it in a way that's like, screw it. And I'm just here for this ride and I'm just going to do it. I think we'll look back and be like, wow. Wow. Like how, how cool is that? Instead of like cringe and like, it'll be like, dang, that's cool. Um, so I, I feel like that's the energy that's, that's going to be really helpful to get into is just like be in that energy of just who you are today, not who you were yesterday, not who you think you're going to be, you're trying to become. It's like, just keep on every single day, trying to be in that energy that you are right now. I think a lot of being able to be in that naturally emerges from being in that state of safety. Mm. And what blocks us from that is when we feel that threat, and that can come across as procrastination or as like blank mind or whatever and like anxiety. So if you're having, if anyone's listening and they're having a hard time actually doing that, then I would recommend and invite you to explore some somatic healing. <laughs> yeah. Find what, yeah, exactly. Find mm-hmm. what it is that is in the way of that being true for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's probably why I feel like on this ride. Cause I do so much like practices all well, the time. Yes, like yes. that's why I feel this way. It's not like I just am this way at all. You cultivated this I ability. Cultivated it. The, mm-hmm. Yeah. Cultivated the ability through moving energy. Yes. And um, so it is possible and it's not always easy. And then I feel like you bump up to edges too, where oh, totally. it's like there's new, there's a new edge that I didn't know existed. There's a new thing that I was unaware of and it will be revealed to you only through continuing on and absolutely you know, enjoy on the path. ride the ride, ride the ride. <laughs> and then you'll find it out. <laughs> <laughs> I know this life is wild. Yeah. Well, thank you, Natalie, for being here. And it's earthspeak.love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Natalie.net. Natalie. Check it mm-hmm. out. I'm excited to see what you're coming up with next. Now I want to see what, what what butterfly you emerge as. Thank you. Yeah. Exciting. <laughs> I'm excited too. <laughs> yeah. So cool. Yeah. Well, this is great. Thanks for having me. And thank you all, dear listeners, for your time. And yeah, feel free to reach out. Thank you. Ooh.